0: people speaking in a mock English accent because I'm an idiot hello everyone to the Sean geek podcast the podcast by geek dads on geek culture in the raw just like real life is um, I don't know I've been working on some sort of tagline for the show um, might be a short episode we'll see how long it takes for me to get home in this frigid sub-zero temperatures uh i wanted to talk about i kind of covered this and actually recorded this but the the episode never made it out because of the audio quality but um i just uh, watched all of the avengers films not all the individual movies like with captain america or iron man but just the individual films, Avengers 1, 2, 3, and 4, Uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, uh, Age of Ultron, uh, Endgame, and uh, Infinity War. I just watched them all, and I watched them all back to back, because, you know, after the epic glory that was Endgame, it kind of made me wonder, like because they've come a long way since that first Avengers movie in terms of production, uh, writing, uh, all of those things. And I was really curious to see if those films still held up. When uh, phase one of the Marvel movies was done, and they were in phase two, and it was kind of leading out to Avengers Age of Ultron, the second Avengers film, I did go back and rewatch uh, Captain America First Avenger. And that film is brilliant and holds up. And of the films from the first wave, that'd be The Incredible Hulk, Captain First Avenger, the first Iron Man, and the first Thor, uh, easily, easily my favorite film of of all of those is Captain America First Avenger. Uh, The reason being is it still holds up. It's still a great film. It's still... um, resonates with me um, but that film has something that Iron Man doesn't have or Thor or The Incredible Hulk even and that's it's good, there's a, almost a whimsy to it and it harkens back to my childhood growing up on uh, Indiana Jones and, and, and my love for the movie The Rocketeer uh, as well as all the old serials, there was this TV show I used to watch called uh, Cliffhanger, I don't know if you guys remember it or not Uh, You have to be my age to remember that show, but Cliffhanger was a show that ended in a cliffhanger every year And they kind of played it like a serialized thing. Uh, It was this great show, but I mean, I'm a fan of of all those serial type uh, shows It's gonna be a bumpy ride because it's so cold outside that the road parts of the road have lifted up And you've got these ruts everywhere uh when you have a, uh, whoa, what's going on here? When your temperature drops that quickly, uh, the roads tend to create ruts. So I'm sorry if this is noisy, but it's in the raw as life, as real life should be. Um, so going back over the Avengers movie, like I had no issue going back and watching Captain America vs. Avenger. And you know, I liked it. It always held up. It wasn't, you know, wasn't a bad film it wasn't dated uh there was nothing about it that you know i, I didn't enjoy I, I wasn't back and i was able to go back and watch it It wasn't like okay well you know they made the first one they didn't have you know the budget that they wanted so they um, you know they, they kind of fixed things in the second film kind of like the x-men 1 versus x-men 2 scenario where x-men 2 is basically a remake of the first film and people forget the first film because they You know, they pretty much recreated everything in the second film again. Um, But anyway, so I was wondering if Avengers was going to hold up. That was kind of the big key. Like, is the first Avengers movie going to hold up? Is it going to be good? Is it just going to be... I was wondering, like, because my recollection of it, I mean, I really enjoyed it at the time. I mean, nothing like this had ever been done, and there was a certain level of excitement about it. Because don't forget, back then, we were not in the age of comic book movies. Uh, there had been some great comic book movies, but there would also been a lot of duds. And Marvel was still, was still proving itself. And, you know, they brought in Joss Whedon, who, you know, has a, a very good track record. But not a very good track record with big budget movies. He's, he's a good writer. Um, and he's, you know, incredibly successful with know Buffy and, and TV shows and stuff like that, but is he? Did he have the, the cachet? Did he have the ability to to helm a project like this? Because at the time, uh, there nothing had been done had been done like this before, and to take you know disparate styles from different movies—from The Incredible Hulk, from Catherine Merrick from Iron Man, from Thor—all different directors—is he able to coalesce? That vision, and, I, and I'm speaking of photography and, and and all that stuff. Like, is it going to look right? Because you got four different palettes. Is it four different movies? Yeah, four different movies. Four different palettes used on each film. The lighting was different in each one. Um, the, the, the architectural design of each film was different. So, are they going to be able to make all these fit together? And, and you know, a director with didn't have. That proven a track record on the big screen. Just don't forget, Firefly was not a runaway success uh, as a film. And like, what else had he done? Produced some stuff, but. So I was wondering if my awe at, oh my god, they made an Avengers movie, slightly overshadowed the quality of the film. And I was pleasantly surprised to find that not only does the film hold up very well, um, it is incredibly clever. It's actually far more clever than I realized it at the time. Now that we we can look back in retrospect on the film, I thought some things might have been dated, uh, might have felt forced, uh, might not have fit. Um, but there's there's things seeded in that in that film that spread out to you know all the films that came after that are there. It's there. Um, the um, the dialogue between characters is phenomenal. Black Widow just rocks, like absolutely, absolutely rocks. Um, Mark Ruffalo, I will be, you know, this is the first time we get to see him. Uh, even though he's not my favorite Incredible Hulk, he is a joy to watch. He's always a lot of fun. I was a big fan of the Ed Norton Hulk, but. I understand, you know, decisions had to be made, and at the end of the day, that you know, movie making is a business. So, but um, I, I really, I was nervous about Mark Ruffalo, but you know what? I, I like his interpretation of the Hulk. It's not my favorite interpretation of the Hulk, but it's still fun, and I still enjoy it. Um, you know, it's just like if uh, if a DC writer came over to Marvel and started, you know, writing your favorite title and um, you know he's, he's writing from it from a DC perspective like when Jeff Johns uh, wrote the uh, he wrote the Avengers for I can remember six issues or ten issues or something like that it was very odd. it was good. it didn't feel Avengers like but it was still incredibly entertaining. I felt that Ruffalo um, you know with his own take on Bruce Banner was you know worked very well. Um, yeah the the film totally holds up there's no issues uh, no qualms and in fact uh, I think I like it even more having watched it again and having seen all the other films it it, I think it's a movie I I can go back and watch repeatedly just like first Avenger I can watch repeatedly Um, the second film Avengers Age of Ultron I know it was uh, it was a bit of a mess Uh, It didn't receive, you know, the best of reviews. Uh, Some people felt it it, it lacked the charm, it was too convoluted, Um, and it definitely is not a fan favorite uh, film in the the MCU. All that being said though, um, they paid homage to it in uh, Avengers Endgame quite a bit. That film and Dark World. Uh, and the first Avengers film, actually, but uh, Avengers Age of Ultron was key in uh, setting up a lot of things in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Setting up, you know, seeding stuff for future iterations. And I did enjoy this movie a lot more than I recalled liking it. Um, There's a lot of great moments in there, Um, but yes, it did seem a little force-fed. I feel that they were trying to put too much in there. Uh, I also feel there was a sense of disharmony between um, between Whedon and the studio, perhaps. I know Whedon was burnt out because not only did he make the, second, the first and second Avengers films, he was also a producer on every other Marvel film at the time. And uh, honestly, I think he was spent. He was done. I think maybe that Avengers Age of Ultron should have had another year to just date. Um, that might have been better. But that being said, there was a lot of great stuff in there. Um, all the hints. Uh, there was all these uh, segments of the film where they're looking into the future. And all that stuff was kind of fun. Uh, there was a lot of scenes that were that like were quite enjoyable. I really really enjoyed the reveal about Hawkeye having the family and all that and even though that doesn't fit in with the Marvel Comics version at all like not even close I did like that and I felt it really humanized Hawkeye because I know he gets a bad rap in the films but I really liked it Um, particularly being a dad and seeing you know how he's everything he does is for his family Uh, I mean does what needs to be done in the real world and then he goes back to his family kind of like his fantasy world uh, his you know it, it, it's it's like a home away from home it is his home but he's segregated from everything else it's he's not part of the world it's he's, he's just the family and they're in hiding almost like it's I don't know I really that was one of my favorite aspects of the movie uh, as well as the whole party they had Um, this whole thing with I I, I know we see it come to fruition in Endgame and all this stuff with Tony trying to have an armored suit for the the planet to protect protect it, a lot of that stuff I I think would have been better played over a series of movies uh, perhaps had they done it right, because I I feel like with the Captain America films Captain America is always an Avenger And even though they're Captain America films, they feel like Avengers films. And with Iron Man, it didn't feel that way. The second one was, again, it was kind of the same situation. It was as Avengers 2, which kind of just felt a little forced and and rushed and a little bit convoluted. You're trying to shoehorn too much in. Um, But. I think they could have played that out over a series of films and maybe had Tony Stark maybe in more films and kind of, you know, show that, that thread stretching out where he's working on an AI and then perhaps having um, Vision happen later. I think that would work better. I just feel like they're they're taking a whole bunch of different storylines from the comics and then rushing through on them. But, I mean, overall it was good. I, uh, Quicksilver and... Uh, Scarlet Witch felt incredibly tacked on and to me they they were more of a plot device than characters Um, I think they could have made the film a lot more uh, compact but I mean at the end of the day I'm getting an Avengers film so I don't want to gripe too much I did enjoy it more in retrospective, and kind of put blinders on for the the stuff I wasn't that interested in I've never been a fan of Ultron as a villain he's my least favorite He's literally my least favorite Avengers villain of them all. I know he's a fave amongst a lot of people. But uh, shifting uh, Ultron over to Tony Stark instead of Hank Pym didn't feel right to me. It didn't have that same gravitas. Um, And it just... my My one problem I have... With, the, uh, with all the MCU films, which is the same problem I have with the X-Men films, is they pick a character and they try to make the movies center around, like revolve around that character. So in the X-Men movies, it's Wolverine, and Wolverine is centric to every single film. While in the comics, he wasn't centric, originally he was kind of the outlier character, and the fact that he wasn't the main character is kind of what made him cool. But in the films, they're you know shoving him in your face, and I feel like they do that with Tony Stark. His uh, level of importance uh, in the movies was, he was the most important character when he wasn't in the comics, but they made him so retroactively after the success of the Iron Man films. Um, I'm more used to the pre-MCU Tony being, you know, he's a really smart guy, but he's no Reed Richards, he's no Hank Pym. Um, I, I, that's kind of my preferred Tony Stark I guess but I mean I, I love Robert Downey Jr's portrayal of him I like the arrogant smarmy guy and you know when we get to Avengers Endgame when he dies it's like you know it's about time in that he was never a good guy he was a selfish uh, egocentric guy that was kind of trying to do the right thing and but he'd done a lot of bad things so as a character arc as a from a writing perspective specifically if you have a guy who's done a lot of bad things in his life and he suddenly turns around and becomes a hero for him to survive and live it in the end kind of doesn't fit within that joseph campbell power of myth ideal and to have captain america who was always true virtuous and never did anything wrong um to have him survive in the end and get his happy ending... I mean, that totally fits within the mythos of... Uh, you know, of Joseph Campbell's work. So, you know, in, in fitting the... You know, Star Wars and... All those... Uh, all those story... Uh, tropes that work so well. So... Going into... Uh, Infinity War... Which was a remake of the Infinity Gauntlet from the comic books... Uh, that movie really stepped up its game. Uh, I, I know... I don't know but I feel that the studio felt you know what we fumbled a bit in Age of Ultron it didn't quite lead to what we wanted it to lead to um we really need to knock this one out of the park by bringing the Russo brothers on who did phenomenal work on the Captain America films two of them anyway um it was very exciting to uh see them take over and and, and hit a home run uh there was so much with the movie that was great I really enjoyed uh, all of it, it was very exciting um and it was a very different style of, of film which I really liked uh how they built up Thanos it was all very good uh the effective use of the Guardians of the Galaxy and it was really good even though they're not Avengers um and, Captain, and Spider-Man not an Avenger but kind of an Avenger like they brought in everyone in which was you know kind of the expected um but anyway, I really liked it. But Endgame really like blew the hat off of that. And out easily, for me, outdid uh, Infinity War. I've gone back and watched Infinity War a few more times. I have done the same with... Sorry, Endgame I've watched a few times. And I've watched that film more than I've watched Infinity War. I think Infinity War... Um, I guess in a way it's the Empire Strikes Back of the Avengers films. In a way it's the the downer movie um it does have fun moments in it but overall it's the oh god like every, everything screwed and then you know the snap at the end but i mean uh, very good execution uh the build-up the marketing everything about it was was great the writing was really spot on i think uh the writers i uh, think Marcus, Marcus McFeely, I can't remember their names. Anyway, the two writers, they really have a, a, a grasp of all those characters and how they work, and uh, in this film, the uh, the effective use of Vision uh, and Scarlet Witch was nice. They didn't get the screen time they, they needed, uh, again, but thank God we're going to get a WandaVision, which, you know, can help flesh some of that stuff out. I feel those characters were kind of rushed to the forefront, but luckily... Uh, the amazing acting, acting of uh, Bettany and uh, Olsen. Um, even though they didn't get all that much screen time, they were able to still convey everything about them that was good. And I think in retrospect, after one division comes out and Doctor Strange, I think these movies are actually going to feel even better, um, especially Infinity War. Um, Endgame, mind blowing cried, I, I rose to my feet I had moments where I, you know, I was just yelling out holy shit or uh, this is uh, fucking amazing I mean I, I could I could barely keep myself in the seat throughout the entire film I love the time travel thing <clears throat> yes it was confusing but some of my favorite films growing up were confusing upon first viewing and then you just watch the film endlessly over and over and over again and then you're like oh okay now I get it it's one of those films where you you go back and you can kind of uh, see things Um, I know there's rumor they're going to kill Cap off in the end of it I'm glad they didn't, Cap really deserved that happy ending, pining for the same girl all along his entire life true love that can't be denied and was not denied I really really enjoyed that Um, the only gripe I had with the film and I understand the, the choices behind it the big send off for Tony was too much for me. Um, I wasn't crying when he died, it's like I knew he was gonna die, I felt he should die, you know, despite his, you know, being you know the greatest hero and the greatest mind, he made some really horrible decisions, uh, egotistically so, and even though, you know, he had moments where, you know, when we were talking about putting a, a, a suit of armor around the planet, He's still kind of set in that ideal that I was right. But I don't feel he was. I'm still Team Cap on on this. And, um... He's, uh... uh, He's so egocentric. He's just so... Like, I I can't... Like, I'm glad when he's doing good and I was excited when he took the gauntlet and sacrificed himself. Like, that was great. But the whole thing... Apparently they edited it down, but they have this big moment for Tony Stark. Like... He's the only hero that they lost that day. Like they lost Cap too, you know, and, and and nothing was really said about that. They lost Black Widow, and nothing was really said about that either. Now Black Widow is not as public a character, mind you, and you know, I, but still, I just felt like they paid too much homage to Iron Man, and you know, not enough with the other legacy char- characters. Um, I was ecstatic with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Um, he's quickly become my favorite character, um, and with, with Capcom, he's the guy I'm looking to, um, he was so good in Ragnarok, he just really embraced the character, he's kind of the understated guy, he's, you know, out of the three uh, sets of films, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, Thor kind of got the, the short end of the popularity, uh, it was just too comic booky, which for me was great, I... I really enjoyed uh, the first and second Thor movies immensely they're they're favorites for me like no doubt Um, and in fact they hold up better than the Iron Man films if anything in my opinion I mean I like the first Iron Man film but there's problems with it there's flaws with it Um, there's definitely flaws with the second one although there's a lot about it I liked but um, yeah Anyway, I've arrived at my destination. Just gonna say Avengers movies well worth the watch. Watch them all back to back, one after the other. I think you'll enjoy it. We'll sign off, we'll see you guys on the flip side.